Hello, and welcome to Student Stories, a PRSSA podcast. This series highlights various PRSSA students as they navigate the communications industry, share insights, and tell their unique PRSSA story. These are all stories for students, by students, about students. I'm your host, Zach Farincheck, Vice President of Brand Engagement for PRSSA National. Episode 2, International Student Perspectives on PR, features Yunjing Zhang, a current student at Penn State University. Zhang, originally from Xi'an, China, made the move to the United States after attending an international high school. She is now a senior studying public relations, minoring in digital media trends and analytics, and holding a business certificate. Zhang also serves as diversity chair for Penn State PRSSA and as a proud council member for PRSSA National. Her and I discuss her unique experience as an international student, her involvement with PRSSA, and her future plans after graduating in May. Okay, let's get started here. I want to welcome you to the podcast, Yinjing, and also a very happy birthday to you. Just <laughs> turned 21, and I thank you for spending, you know, the few days after your 21st uh, here on this podcast with me, seriously. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having me in this podcast. Absolutely. I'm super excited to talk to you here. Um, so mm-hmm. as we've already kind of mentioned in the intro, you're an international student at Penn State. So let's just dive right in here. Um, you're an international student studying at Penn State, but tell me about where you're from and kind of the process of deciding to come over to the United States to study. Tell me about, mm-hmm. about that. Excuse me. Right. So I think it really has to start from like a long, long time ago, because when I was so young, my dad know, knows how to speak English. And then like since that time, they really like my parents, they brought me to everywhere to travel. And the interesting part is that no matter is in China or outside of China, um, there are always foreigners like from other countries from Europe from the United States and they come to me come to my dad and they had a conversation and then I'm just curious because at that time I probably don't know a lot of English words I only know oh hi thank you and help something like that (laughs) and then I would really find it fascinating that English is a language and it's a thing that can make people who look totally different too talk and to communicate their feelings and their experiences. So I think that's probably the time that I am totally in love with English in just, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. In high school, I chose an international school, which is really like, it is in Xi'an, China, but it's full of students who want to study abroad right after the high school. Um, and that's how I, study abroad like I finally got to the United States and started my Penn State journey. That's awesome so (laughs) interesting kind of how it was ingrained kind of Mm -hmm. at a young age that international um, experience you know my experience is a lot different (laughs) being a person (laughs) who is still in his home city actually Um, so that's seriously so awesome for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Now kind of you know you, you arrive at Penn State here Mm-hmm. Um, and heading into Penn State, how much were you exposed to the field of public relations? And when did you know that you were like, yes, I want to pursue a degree in this field right. of study? Of course. So like I said, um, 
like since a long time ago, I feel that language, right, English or Chinese or all other languages, they're the key for communications. And communication really is important among everyone in this world. And that's probably how I first was really drawn to the communications college. And then in my, I think it's sophomore or freshman year, I need to choose between advertising and public relations. And that really is a time that I feel like, okay, advertising, I am a creative person, but I don't know if I am the most creative because I know there are so many creative person out there. And I just feel like PR is really an idea that they don't sell a lot of things. And it's really like create a new image and to fully rebrand an idea or a company and which is super cool to me. And I feel like like my personality, um, I can get along with people, I can communicate and really that two-way communication aspect of public relations attracted me a lot. And I think that's how I chose it instead of choosing other major or advertising. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So you had that, uh, that kind of moment where you saw the two forks in the road, the advertising versus uh, public relations paths and, and you chose PR, which I have to say, um, we at PR as a say are thankful that you did. Um, as previously <laughs> mentioned in the intro, you know, you are a member of Penn State PRSSA's executive board, and you're also on a subcommittee for PRSSA National. Um, so I wanted to thank you for your service um, to the society, and then also ask my next question, which is, you know, comparing and contrasting, excuse me, the communications profession um, in China and then also in the United States. Can you comment on, you know, what are public relations professionals called over there or even in your hometown? Um, tell me a little bit about that if you can. Of course. And first of all, um, I would have to say like PRSSA is definitely my pleasure to get into PRSSA, um, but we will talk more about it later. So first of all, um, for the China and um, for China and in the United States, I would say public relations really exist in both places. However, my personal feeling is that PR in the United States is a more mature industry and really is more lively, um, is more developed just because, so in the first PR class that I learned, my professor really told me that if a company don't have public relations right under CEO in their you know, their later book or later um, development brochure, then that is not really a good company. Just because like public relations, I learned at that time, it's really a very important thing for the United States companies. However, back in China, I think public relations can be a little bit ne neglected sometimes. And it's not very developed just because I have not heard of public relations. And in Chinese, it's actually called gongguan. Um, I've not really heard a lot about public relations before I chose this major or before I come to the United States. Um, so that is like a very interesting part. And mm -hmm. besides that, I do also say like a lot of times public relations in China is a little bit too obvious. Like you actually tell that something it is sponsored or something it is like obviously it's doing for the brand image, but like we all know, like PR, the best PR is really never noticed. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of companies 
in here in the United States is doing great on that. However, I'm not saying there is no good PR in China. I saw a lot of great um, Ogilvy, um, Beijing, and Hong Kong. Like they created a lot of nice campaigns in China, back in China. But I'm just saying, I think public relations, just because I learned this in the United States, that's probably why I learned more in mm -hmm. the United States side. However, maybe in the future, if I go back to China and if one day I actually work in China in the public relations field, I will probably learn more about it. Right, absolutely. Um, thank you for your insight there. Uh, I know at least for me, you know, with really little to no exposure to that international aspect, especially in China, which is, you know, of course, like a world leader in you know, the economy and everything, you know, the public relations profession, I'm sure is thriving over there, but maybe in different ways. And I know in the United States, especially considering um, kind of the recent events of 2020, there's a really a move for authentic and, uh, you know, maybe super personal stories that aren't very corporate. I mean, you see, you know, McDonald's and Wendy's are tweeting out, you know. Right. And it is amazing. I'm just, I mean, love is all the public relations, all the campaigns in, that I've learned and I've studied and also the ones that I've even created in the United States by studying here. And one important aspect I want to mention is that back in China, they're actually transforming a lot of, they're really growing in the PR industry just by um, changing a lot of like manufacture, a lot of like factories or brands mm -hmm. into like focusing on the branding side, just like what public relations should look like, right? It's mm -hmm. really like creating that branding sense and make it more personal, more authentic. And I think that's a good direction. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I definitely could imagine that, you know, globally, especially with the pandemic and just how it's affected everyone that we could all just use, you know, some, some sources of inspiration and kindness. And, you know, I think that's where PR and branding can, can tell those stories of hope um, and kind of transferring or shifting gears to our last question of this part, you know, for those interested in studying abroad or, or moving to a new country at some point in their career, I mean, into the public relations field, but also other fields, what advice would you give to them as someone who has made that jump? So first, like for those who are moving to this new country, be ready for homesickness. It's going to be real and uh, it's going to be harsh. But I would say you're going to learn a lot of things over here. You're going to know how to live by yourself. You're going to be strong. And like all the things, it's going to grow, like all, no matter the knowledge set or no matter on your own personality, it's all going to grow at the time and at the currency that you don't really can notice. And I just feel it's fascinating that th this four years has just fly by. No, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's super helpful. And, you know, thank you for being vulnerable and kind of sharing that aspect of the homesickness. Mm hmm something that you know again I'm on the complete opposite side still in my hometown <laughs> even um, so that encourages me as someone who you know is looking to maybe move cities at some point in my career you were able to right. move a whole continent <laughs> so I know um, and I think one also one fascinating part is that it's really it's a new country and full of new cultures so after the four years that I'm studying in the United States it's a totally different line and I've really got to know some new idea that where I've you probably never fully understand if I'm 
always back in China. So I think there's definitely like a whole lot of advantages for you to study a new country and to try a new field. You know, anything new, there's always risk and all these um, advantages. So just get ready for it. And if you decided to do it, just do it. I think that's fine because you're young. <laughs> yes. <fair> that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Those are encouraging words. And as this pandemic, hopefully, um, you know, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, we can get back to a world where people can really freely, um, you know, move places uh, to advance their careers and uh, also expose themselves to new cultures, which even through just PRSSA, being able to be exposed to some of the people I have been and even just the conference experiences, I've really enjoyed getting out, you know, getting outside of my home state and everything and expo being exposed to that at least a little bit. Um, and also meeting wonderful students like yourself. Um, so let me move into PRSSA then. Um, you know, a, a large part of your college experience has included involvement with PRSSA. When did you first join and what drew you in to become a PRSSA member? Mm, I heard of PRSSA, um, this organization, in my sophomore year, and I started to join, go to meetings, and I'm actually becoming a member of PRSSA, Penn State PRSSA, in 2019. So, yeah, and at the first, at first, I'm in the digital media committee, the digital media and events committee, mm -hmm. and learned a lot of things, went to a lot of webinars, a lot of events, met a lot of speakers, and I just found peers as a fascinating. Like, I mean, a chapter can be this organized and all these amazing events that you can go to if you're a member of it, and you can never imagine how much the national committee can offer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As a current national committee member, I really, I do appreciate um, the kind words. And seriously, to everyone listening, we, our purpose is to serve you guys. So I'll reiterate it time and time again, but we are here for you. So please reach out if you need anything. Um, and we're really excited to get this semester going. Um, now, kind of discussing your more recent roles, um, you know, as I excitedly already spilled the beans, that you are serving in multiple diversity positions. Um, so you serve as the diversity chair for Penn State PRSSA and also as a proud council subcommittee, subcommittee member for PRSSA National. Tell us how that experience has been so far. You know, what have you done to create a more diverse and inclusive chapter and how can other chapters follow suit? Of course. Um... It is definitely the highlight of 2020 that I've been selected as the diversity inclusion chair at Penn State PRSSA and the proud member, um, proud council member at PRSSA National. Um, I would definitely say because diversity and inclusion, this is a very new community in at Penn State, in the Penn State PRSSA chapter. And at first, it's really challenging for me and for the chapter to think of what should I do first because. It's new, and also DNI. Um, I would say before this position, DNI is always within me. It's within myself. I understand that this world is a symbol of diversity, but everyone in this world should be inclusive and should try to include and understand each other, so that this world can be a better place for everyone. So, when I try to make Penn State PRS as a chapter a better, a more diverse, a more inclusive chapter. I really reach out to all the DNI professionals 
at Penn State, um, all the DNI advocates, and I learned from them. And two goals I've set for every chapter on the DNI aspect is really first to create more diverse membership, and second to make our speakers more diverse. And then the way to do that to reach the first goal is really to put my I am a representation of diversity because I am an Asian face um, compared with, you know, dominantly it's really white female within most mm-hmm. PRSSA chapters. Mm-hmm. So what I need to do is really like put myself in the Zoom meeting close sessions and to say hi and to introduce PRSSA to all the um, public, relations, public relations classes and to introduce and to welcome people of all color to come to our chapter and to learn and to get what they can actually receive in PRSSA. And I think that is crucial and that was really a big move and Mm -hmm. really attracted a lot of new members to our chapter. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Seriously, thank you for those um, sage words of advice for all of our chapters. And I'm gonna ask a follow-up to this, um, kind of on the spot if you don't mind, you know, something that I've been interested in um, kind of recently is the idea of like what our white allies such as myself can do to help um, minority groups. And we'll just keep it in the PRSSA context for now. And you've mm-hmm. kind of already mentioned some, but if you have anything else or want to elaborate, what can, you know, those white female or male allies do in PRSSA to help really embrace and include more diverse members? I think it's always like a two-way communication, right? It's really not that only our white friends can do it, our um, domestic students should do it. It's really also about all the international students, all the minority students, they need to be open as well. And I think, so earlier, like in 2020, actually finished a proposal and it's based on the inequitable, like equitable access to internships. And it's really about how we can be equitable on all the access. And the problem really is because there are too many barriers for minority students. A lot of minority students, for example, I am an international student. And when I first come to the United States, I don't know where I should ask for career advice, right? And I don't have any connections. I don't have any domestic friends. So that is probably why I would be scared, I would be nervous. And that probably is there also the reason why that it took me some time to find PRSSA and really to get involved with it. Um, so I think, first of all, it's really everyone needs to be inclusive and know that diversity and inclusion can grow yourself individually mm-hmm. and it can also grow, grow a community um, and make the community more like stronger just because when everyone's voices are heard when every perspectives are considered there's going to be a more thorough aspect and a more thorough look at whatever question or problem you're having um mm-hmm. but on the other hand still like what i've said uh, what i've said about all the access um it really but when we try to think about a solution, it really has to start from the real industry, that when the real industry is thinking about, okay, we're really going to escape all these barriers we're creating for minority students and how we can make opportunities equitable for no matter international students or domestic students, that is going to 
make mm -hmm. real changes, make uh, really, I, real impacts. I hear you there, Yun Jing, and thank you so much for seriously all the, the wonderful advice. And I want to highlight a few of the points for the listeners. You know, one that I just realized from our conversation here is that it takes all of us. Um, of course, our white allies have work to do to help, uh, you know, or make up the gap in the equity for minority students, but also everyone. Um, another point that I wanted to highlight is your international, you know, um, kind of experience here, noting that, you know, you come in to this whole new place and you don't have any, really anyone there um, for you professionally, at least. Um, so, you know, for all of our members, you know, don't be afraid to, to lend a helping hand. We're all in this together, but also the value for um, advocating for a diverse profession and more diversity in our chapters. You know, sometimes you could think like, oh, I'm doing this to help out other people. But in all honesty, this is a mutually beneficial relationship. You can help your you can help expand your own horizons to help yourself as much as you're helping them by participating in, you know, diverse initiatives. So I encourage really every member to, excuse me, challenge themselves to be more inclusive this year, be more welcoming, inviting, and just look out for each other. We're all college students going through this journey. And that's kind of the, the key theme of the student stories podcasts, right? We're all college students going through our uh, separate journeys and we're here to support and uplift each other. That's also a, another key component of PRSSA as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, thank and you. <laughs> of course. And I also have one last note for other international students like me that don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid to ask. I know there are a lot of barriers, um, no matter to internships or to all the opportunities like PRSSA, like organizations, but don't be afraid to ask and just know that no one is treating you like sometimes you may feel like your voice is being neglected, but just remember that people are probably not doing that personally and people are not doing that intentionally. It's really a lot of things are happening in your head. You're feeling like, okay, you're a new individual in this new land and you may feel that yourself is different from others. But just remember, um, be nice to yourself and you're always the perfect self. Um, just ask and things are going to work out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that. I mean, those those words can be applied to all students, but especially international students. Do not get discouraged. Yeah. And really, it is for all of us. It is for all of us who may feel that we've been um, not being included, we've mm -hmm. been neglected, we've been defeated, or we've faced some struggles. Just keep going, and it's going to be fun. And don't don't really think that every problem is within yourself. Don't blame yourself too hard. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I want to ask this question, then move on to part three. So our last question here is any uh, big goals or initiatives you have planned as you finish out both uh, your respective terms here? Mm -hmm. uh, so as Zach probably know, and as all of you really should know that Penn State PRSSA is holding this BNDI Twitter chats every month in 2020. Well, since September 2020. And then for this year, it's a new year, 2021. We're going to create a DNI console within Penn State PRSSA. And the goal is really to create, to encourage more people um, who have already registered for the DNI console at Penn State PRSSA to uplift their voices and to make more bigger and bigger impacts 
on what we can do on the DNI aspect. Because, you know, I've been doing this mostly um, by myself and with the help of uh, advisors, faculty advisors, and my president. But what we really want to do is to put more time and more efforts within DNI because there are so many more we can do besides the Twitter chats. And I want to hear from more members and their ideas on how we can do it bigger. Absolutely. That sounds seriously so exciting. <laughs> um, we don't have time to discuss the Twitter chats too much, but I did want to just shout out, you know, shout out to your team for putting on those uh, Twitter chats for Penn State. I know I, I always enjoy Twitter chats. There's a, a running joke in our national committee um, that I have like a, a triple screen setup to uh, see every Twitter feed during the Twitter chats. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's super cool. Thank what can you. I yeah. Say? <laughs> and you're always being so supportive. Um, and I also want to use this chance to shout out to all my panelists that used to be in my Twitter chats in the Penn State PRSSC Twitter chats. You've been super helpful on just delivering those messages and those new ideas and perspectives to all the students, professionals out there. And that's been super helpful. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you to them um, for giving back to PR Society. And, and again, keep up the great work with that. Now let's move into Career Development Month. So yes, it's Career Development Month uh, for January. Um, and yesterday we actually did have an event uh, for Career Development Month at the time of this podcast recording, just coming off the heels of the Managing Your Firms dur during COVID-19 event, which is fantastic. But let's talk about your career uh, path a little bit here, Yunjing. You know, have you taken on any career projects over winter break? And if so, tell me about these. Mm -hmm. So for the winter break, um, I've been applying for internships and sometimes some full-time job roles for my post-graduation plan. And this pleasure that I was selected the Pierpont Communications intern for spring 2021. So that is super excited for me. That's definitely good news for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't really do a lot of like internship related work during, during the winter break. The one thing I did is like, I wrote a post, I wrote a blog post and I've been just always creating myself, my own individual websites and putting things in there. I know, Zach, you're also doing that, um, having <laughs> yes. a fabulous website for yourself. It is really like, it's organized. So it's really like I'm putting all the organized work, like for my work, for um, no matter for the public relations sets or for the, you know, graphic design and put them into a website. It's like a collection for me, but also for other firms, other um, future recruiters to see that what I have on my plate. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And that is super, super important. Um, having a portfolio, which more and more are going virtual, um, you know, via a website. Um, I know, as you mentioned, that is a project I took upon myself uh, during winter break as well, kind of redefining the old personal brand there. Um, so, you know, best of luck uh, in, as you continue to develop that, Yunjing, and, and to the members out there, um, I'm going to volunteer myself, but also I'm sure Yunjing wouldn't mind if you have any questions about or, you know, advice or need advice about, you know, developing your personal website, be sure to reach out to us. Uh, we're both here to be, a, you know, an ear and, and to help you guys out and support as well. 
so yeah please reach out like i would say the personal website it's super fun to make like at first you would find it probably a little bit intimidating because it's a lot of work i really mm-hmm. i put a lot of hours on that but once you finish it once you started to have the structure and just you need to all you need to do is to put things in put all your efforts that you've done all the works you've created into this website and it's going to be totally satisfying and accomplishing so <laughs> absolutely it's it's all worth it in the end and kind of one more question about your career here you know what are your plans uh for after graduation especially considering um you know you are an international student and for other international students how do you kind of navigate what's your plans for navigating that post-graduation uh, life mm-hmm. of course so for graduation um it's gonna be i'm going to graduate this may may 2021 um because i am an international student i have the thing called opt and this opt is like one year for me that i have the time to look for jobs in intern or work in the united states legally so in order to not put me at risk of um, not able to secure a job or internship after graduation. I'm also applying for graduate schools recently. Um, grad, some graduate programs like integrated marketing communications, um, also some related to marketing, business analytics, marketing analytics. It's also like creating a new post for myself. Um, and this really is an interesting story because probably a year ago, I've not really think a lot about applying for graduate schools. I was determined to find a full-time employment employee opportunity right after graduation. But then at some point, I realized that I have to be realistic and I have to prepare, you know, plan A, plan B, and just to make sure I still have the chance to stay in the United States no matter what, because I love this place and I have not finished my discovery yet. Absolutely, man. That's a that's fantastic, and best of luck. I'm sure any graduate program or employer um, would be lucky to have you. Seriously, I know PR is to say is. Thank um, you. <laughs> you're welcome. So, moving on to some of our last questions here, um, you know, it's the new year, 2021. Do you have any? I know we talked about plans, but do you have any resolutions or goals for the year? Oh, yes. Just because 2021 is going to be a very important year for me and, of course, for everyone, because it's going to be a turning point just because I'm going to finish my college and I'm going to move to the next stage of my life. Um, one go that I really have for me, I do say it really as an objective just because I need to be more organized with all the things on my plate. There's going to be a lot of things, you know, graduate school or jobs or internships. And also what actually should I do after I graduate? Am I going to be a student, continue to be a student, or am I going to be like a real worker for walking to the society, walking to the real world? Um, so one goal and one wish that I have for myself is really to stay organized and to always know what is going to happen. Well, sometimes there are always going to be surprises, but always get ready for it and don't be too anxious and don't be too like too harsh on myself for Absolutely. something that I cannot control. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's a common like feelings that all uh, graduating senior seniors who are going to graduate in May kind of have that it's a feeling of excitement, but also dread that, you know, you you're moving on to that next stage of your life and it's super exciting, but also super intimidating. So I think, I think everyone could uh, take that advice there to uh, look to stay organized and that will hopefully prepare you for the um, exciting chaos is what I'll call it today <laughs> that ensues after yes. you graduate. In- <laughs> of course, really. I feel like 2020 has already practiced everyone to stay a little bit more patient and to stay strong and to believe in ourselves. So just keep doing that. Um, I think 2021 is going to be better just because we are already stronger of ourselves. Absolutely. Is there anything you're particularly looking forward to in 2021? It can be related to PR or just anything else in life in general. Well, for 2021, um, as you, you mentioned at the beginning of the chat, I'm going to be 21. So I think I really want to see myself change. I want to say like, I am becoming a different, a little bit different person. And I want to say that I'm being stronger and all on the good side, just to, you know, all the words that are the procrastination, all the uncertainty and all the struggles, I want to get rid of them. I want to be more decisive and I want to be more sure about what I'm going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, also, one more point for diversity and inclusion. Um, I do want to help the best for the DNI Council that I am going to lead in at Penn State PRSSA. I hope that is going to provide, create more opportunities for people who are um, no matter who are concerned about DNI or for those who probably have been neglecting this idea before. And I really want to make DNI a thing, no matter within Penn State or outside of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have just two more questions here. Um, one, we've kind of touched upon it, but just a reminder as we're finishing out the podcast. What would be your just number one piece of advice you have for the international students that are looking to break? into the public relations scene as you have done yourself? Well, so one thing I would probably say um, is that when you are a peer peer student and when you're actually in the college, right, please choose the classes that really interest you. Like there are a lot of branches in PR because I know at Penn State there are so many different public relations classes. Um, There is something about media relations, and you have to discover that yourself. You cannot just like reach out to your advisor, although that is also a great option and a great thing to do. You always ask for help, right? But sometimes really go check out all the courses and see which one is the one that you really want to learn. And if sometimes you're confused and you don't know what media relations or what some branches on their PR is, then go Google and to learn a little bit about it and choose a direction. And I think sometimes that is probably something I've missed in the past because I have already had my schedule um, for spring 2020 and 2021 down, probably back in 2019. And that's why I haven't been worrying a lot about my schedule for a long time because I know, mm-hmm. okay, these are on my plate and I probably don't need to discover more. 
but then the fact is there are a lot of, a lot more things that you can actually learn just if you look at all the courses. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great advice. And even just for any student that's listening mm -hmm. out there, um, just follow what uh, sparks your passion and interest. I mean, with, with um, classes, with internships, opportunities, um, you know, one of the reasons that I kind of joined PRSSA is, you know, I, I found it as an avenue to follow my passions, um, you know, particularly in the video games industry, I was able to find a niche of public relations professionals in that industry, thanks to opportunities and encouragement and support from my PRSSA peers. So seriously, follow what um, sparks your interest. And then one yeah. more question for you, um, just any concluding thoughts, um, you know, after having the whole conversation that you want to leave with our listeners? Well, I will first give a line for international students that for all international students out there, um, choosing PR is going to be a brave move just because PR is really a lot about language, about communications. But then after practice, and if you're really in love with public relations, even before all the struggles, then just trust yourself and keep doing it. Because even if you're an international student, you know, D&I, this is what companies are looking for. And you have something that probably domestic students don't have. So just keep doing it. And then a final thoughts for everyone. Um, to begin with, of course, thank you, Zach, for this opportunity. And then I will say thank you for everyone who's listening to this chat. And please reach out if you have any question. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Yunjing. A special thank you again to Yunjing for joining me on the podcast. And thank you all for listening. A message to all of our listeners here. I'm always looking out for new podcast guests and topics. So if you have any ideas for a future episode of Student Stories or PRSSA Podcasts, please reach out to me at vpbrandengagement at prsa.org. Thank you and have a nice day.